Hey guys and welcome back to the Tech Buddies podcast and today's episode is going to be one where we go back to our original schedule or original way of making episodes so it's the most interesting episode for most of you uh, every year we have noticed the patterns and this episode keeps getting more plays because people are interested in this so without any further ado i'm going to just tell the uh, topic we're going to cover in today's episode it's going obviously going to be about the latest app limit i know we are a bit late but uh, both of us were busy and luckily athir was able to fit in some time in his schedule and record a really short summary to the entire event so if you want a small recap over the entire event then do check that video out it was really informative to me because i would i did i was i didn't have the time to watch the episode i mean the whole event at that time so athar's video really told me a lot of stuff that i didn't know because i didn't watch the epi- uh, the whole event so if you want to check that out you can check that out so the way we'll be covering all the topics are first we'll start off with the iphone 15 because that's the one that usually sells the most every single year then the iphone 15 pro then the apple watch series 9 and then the ultra 2 so and if there's anything in between we have to include like some changes that have been made to the airpods or something like that we'll also include that so without any further ado let's begin athar is going to be covering the specifications and like usual i'll be sharing my thoughts so we'll start off with the uh, base model iphone 15 <music> So the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus, like I said in my summary video as well, that this could be a good upgrade from an older iPhone if you have like an iPhone 11 or maybe an XS, or if you are still using the iPhone 6s. Props to you, but I think you can finally upgrade to the iPhone 15. So you get a 6.1 inch display for the iPhone 15 and a 6.7 inch display for the 15 Plus. That has become the standard sizing for iPhones, and it's a Uh, FHD plus OLED Super Retina XDR display and it has a 60 hertz refresh rate. All the Android fanboys and all the tech enthusiasts are very uh, annoyed and they're criticizing Apple for still giving 60 hertz. But sure, consumers don't uh, mind and they're buying the iPhones in huge quantities. So uh, Apple will still continue to give 60 hertz even in the iPhone 16 series probably. And but ultimately, I think maybe. one or two generations down the line they'll finally switch to 120 hertz but yeah that day i want to see the reaction of these apple, uh, i mean android fanboys when apple finally gives 120 hertz on their non pro iphones yeah but 60 hertz for now the peak brightness can go up to 2000 nits now i think it was uh, lesser in the iphone 14 uh, the chipset is the a16 bionic which was used last year but uh, it's the one with the 6 core cpu and 5 core gpu base and the 16 core neural engine basically the chipset which was used in the iphone 14 pro and pro max now comes to the 15 and 15 plus and this is what apple has been doing since the past 2 years you get a 48 megapixel main camera now which is a huge upgrade in my opinion apple was using 12 megapixel cameras since a very long time and it was a long due for an upgrade and it's the right time i think and you get a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera which now you get sensor shift ois and it can move in three directions i'm not sure if that's in the 15 and 15 plus as well but it's there in the 15 pro that it moves in three directions any anyway, you get a 12 megapixel front camera 
The battery is 3877mAh on the 15, iPhone 15 and 4912mAh on the 15 plus. This is uh, found out through other websites and stuff because Apple never reveals their battery sizes. They just say all day battery life with 18 hours of video playback or something like that. So this is, this is found from external sources. There is 20 watt wire charging which can charge the phone to 50% in 30 minutes. And finally, there's Type-C port, which I forgot to talk about. It's a huge deal, apparently, but... But yeah, it's, I mean, basically the whole new deal is that all the iPhones come with Type-C. Uh, however, you get USB 2.0 speeds on the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus, while the 15 Pro and Pro Max get the USB 3.0 uh, speeds. So that was the Type-C thing. Then... Huh, there's a new um, change in the back design as well. So it's an infused glass back. So now it's no more that glossy back. It's a matte. It's a matte back finish with the, the because of the infused glass back. It's like kind of a pastely color. It's not like solid colors now, which people are not liking that much. People would have preferred solid colors, is what they're saying. Especially in that pink, blue, and yellow. It looks too pastely for some people, but yeah, I like the colors. Um, in the front you get a dynamic island so the notch is finally gone and yeah I think those are all the main features coming to the price um, in the US the iPhone 15 128 GB starts at 799 I'll not go into the detailed pricing if like later on we'll put it in a YouTube community tab or when we are editing this video, we'll just add the prices if you want to see the detailed pricing. I'll just tell the base variant pricing. So the iPhone 15 in the US starts at $799, while the India starting price is $79,900. There's no change from last year in these pricing. Uh, for all you UK listeners, the UK, pri UK pricing is $799 British pounds. And the iPhone 15 Plus in the US starts at $899. In India, it is $89,900. And for you folks in UK, it is 899 British pounds. So the iPhone 15 and 15 plus are uh, not, the pricing hasn't been changed from the last generation. And I think that's a really good thing from Apple because they've given all these upgrades and still they didn't increase the pricing, which is kind of surprising because I thought Apple might increase by 100 or $200. But yeah, overall, I feel these are really good upgrades. If you're using an older phone, say, like I said, in the beginning if you're using an iphone 11 11 pro or a xs or maybe an iphone 8 or something like that and you're waiting to upgrade this is the perfect upgrade in my opinion Gautam, you have any thoughts yeah so um, you covered everything in the specifications this thing but i'll just go through a few points that i found interesting personally one is the whole color infused glass back thing uh, apparently this will have a huge change in repairability uh, in the ways of like you can you can easily remove the glass i think this was this was introduced in the iphone 14 but then there were still some more things that that needed to be changed and i heard people saying that it's easier to repair this time around and you can also have a bit more flexibility over the color you want at the back if you really want to customize it third party wise i know apple won't do anything that uh let's talk about the colors like other said lots of people were complaining about it being pastel and there was this one particular user on twitter who increased the saturation of the colors and 
it looks like all the colors were actually derived from the iPhone 5C and when he actually uh, increased the saturation I felt it personally looked better but I feel like this would appease to more people and it's rather it's better having a pastel color option than a really saturated dark color which not everyone would like. Uh, few other small small changes obviously the dynamic island which in my opinion is looks much better than the previous notch and I think it's I I, maybe I've fallen for the gimmick, but I really like the way it's uh, it's made. The A16 and A15 don't seem to have that many uh, differences in itself. Both have a six core, both support a six core G CPU and a five core GPU. Uh, the A17 that we're going to talk about the ultra later is where things get a bit more interesting. The camera in the rear, like Atar said, has got a huge upgrade, and it's nice to see that the non-pro models are finally getting an upgrade. And there used to be a time where the non-pro model and the pro model still used to have the same uh, camera like one camera was shared by both of them so for the people that only use the main camera they could go for the non-pro model so we are slowly returning back to those roots which is which i'm really glad to see and this has the next generation portrait with focus and depth control and things like that that is not that important this has a better 2x zoom option uh, which in the previous year it was 0.5 and 1x zoom and 20 hours of video playback so i would say that i think the capacity would remain unchanged if not decreased then uh, it has the biggest disappointment in my opinion is the is their major feature that is usb type c usb 2.0 is practically like you're getting the speeds of a base model usb type a if you're doing data transfer and things like that and the whole point of it was to make it more uh, this like basically them putting usb 2 just shows that their intentions were not uh, for the use of the customer whereas they were actually pressurized into doing it for the pro obviously they had to include it so there was this whole story where when Athar and i were recording here we had to uh, we were trying to plug in my microphone into Athar's uh, phone and for those of you who don't know Athar uses the iphone 13 and we tried all the dongles we have and we tried different different cables and it still wasn't working then we obviously like it took us only five minutes but we realized it was a limitation of the uh, lightning port so we thought once the usb port would arrive on the newer models of iphone even the base model we would be able to connect our accessories and basically have an experience that is similar to that of the ipad because when i connected my microphone to the ipad it it used to work perfectly fine so it's a huge disappointment that Apple hasn't included this on their base model phones because there are a lot of people who want to do this professional stuff on their phone and they're not able to afford the really expensive models and things like that. And you just see a 300 rupees, uh, I mean, I mean, $300 Android phone and they it's able to plug in a wide array of accessories, keyboards, mice, microphones, um, external monitors, which the Pro can now do apparently. Uh, but the base model still cannot do straight away. You'll have to get one of Apple's more expensive dongles to get it to do an exter uh, external this thing. So USB 2.0 is a really old standard. I think it's an it's a standard that, that was made in the early 2000s. It's extremely disappointing uh, to see Apple do this. I wonder how this would affect charging speeds in general. But uh, for those of you who have the money to go for the Pro model, I would say go for the Pro model. Uh, especially for the people that like plugging in accessories or people who work with the camera a lot like in a professional setting uh, this is a huge no for me in this day and age but 
it's not that it's really bad if you are fine with the lightning obviously you can make do with this also it's not that big of a difference but if uh, this is just a warning don't think just because this has usb type c all your accessories would work perfectly i'm just trying to warn those people who are waiting for a usb type c uh, iphone to plug in all their accessories now obviously software wise they could have implemented something else because i can plug in my microphone to usb 2.0 port and it works fine so we'll have to test it in real life and then only you purchase it so you can go to the apple store and maybe check things out before purchasing it it's just like something i'm warning the consumer i wish the base storage increased this year uh, 128 gb is slowly becoming a bit less in my opinion even though i use a i use only like 32 gigs or something like that i would say one for most users most apps and videos are becoming really big on the iphones especially when you're recording like uh, 48 megapixel photos you're taking when you're taking 4k 60 frames per second people are running out of storage and i think it's high time apple steps up its game and starts with base model 256 gb storage i know it's not that hu huge of a cost change in for apple really so if they really wanted they could have done the whole iphone 13 to iphone 12 move where the prices remain the same but the storage was increased so for those of you do, that don't remember the iphone 12 had started with 64 gb and the iPhone 13 started with 128GB with zero difference in the price. So Apple is able to do things like this. I'm sure it will be able to offer 256 also with the same price. It's just that they don't want to. Um, another thing is there's a slight uh, change in the resolution, obviously because of the dynamic island now coming into place, but the pixels per inch is still the same. The brightness gets a huge upgrade. Uh, typical brightness is increased by 200 nits and the peak brightness is increased by nearly uh, 400 nits uh, it is also one gram lighter so for those of you who wanted that one gram lighter iphone you can really uh, consider this but i think the uh, main star of this whole deal is obviously the better cameras i wish they improved on the front cameras because the front cameras are also i feel like they can advance it a bit more but the back camera i feel nowadays it's really good anyways uh, so if you are looking for a newer model uh, then you can look for this. The RAM remains unchanged from the iPhone 14. And since if you're a person that's looking for longevity and you don't really care about the hype, like the new cameras, I mean, it's not hype, or the dynamic island, which can be considered as hype, or uh, any of the other features that the newer iPhone 15 offers, I would suggest buying the iPhone 14 at a reduced price when there's a deal or something like that, because it's a great phone, first of all. Uh, Apart from the older notch, it's almost the exact same phone, same battery, everything. And its price has been reduced by 10,000 rupees. So when you see the change uh, taking place on other websites like Amazon or maybe Vijay Sales or other offline retailers, you can consider the phone. In my opinion, the iPhone 14 looks like a really good phone right now when the discounts kick in. And I'm more interested in it over the 15 at this point considering the price. But overall, I would say the it's... It's Apple is now slowly following a formula with their base model phones. It's a boring formula, but it works. The sales don't lie. The iPhones are selling more every single year. So that kind of sums it up for this aspect of um, it. Also, gigabit uh, uh, 5G or whatever, the gigabit speeds or whatever that um, people were talking about. Or I don't remember. Ha, millimeter wave. I think that's only there. On the US models, I remember someone saying something like that. Arthur would probably have to confirm it, but yeah, so that's one thing you need to know. And I still think the uh, 
an Indian variant still have the SIM card slot, but uh, the American variants they still haven't changed it. I don't know if they talked about it much. And yeah, so the charging still remains the same despite the port being uh, changed. So for those of you that thought you would get a faster charging, no, there's no change uh, that way. And yeah, so there is still a nano SIM for those of you who were interested in that. So basically, if you're a person that's looking to get a bank for your buck, go for the 14. If you want a, if you want the dynamic island, which I also really like, wait for the discounts on the 15. But overall, someone did the calculations and this year the iPhone 15 is actually reasonably priced or something like they did because um, and the prices you see when you convert from the US version of the iPhone 15, it is before the statewide taxes hit in. And once you convert statewide taxes and do the price, it's like a small difference between the Indian variant and the American variant. And the Indian variant is with the 18% GST that is already included. Uh, obviously, there'll yeah, be that is because uh, Apple has started the manufacturing, manufacturing of iPhone 15 and 15 plus in India. So that's how the prices are similar to the US ones. Yeah. And then, that's yeah, yeah starkly different with the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro, which we'll talk about now. Next. Yeah, after. so uh, that doesn't mean that in other countries it might not be cheaper, but I'm sure like Vietnam or something will be cheaper. But yeah, so I'm just saying it's not that bad of a deal if you're doing the US comparison, which people used to do in the older days of the iPhone. Okay, so I think I spoke a lot about the iPhone 15. So let's go to the star of the whole event, the iPhone 15 Pro. Arthur will cover the specs. Yep. So I think after a long time, many people are calling the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max the actual Pro iPhones because people think that the older iPhone, iPhone Pro models weren't that Pro. So Apple has just upped everything so that it's finally a Pro iPhone. The 15 Pro comes with a 6.1 inch FHD plus OLED Super XDR display with a 120Hz ProMotion display, 2000 nits of peak brightness, always on display, ceramic shield and the 15 Pro Max comes with all these same things but, but it has a 6.7 inch display. The processor is the A17 Pro and this is a huge leap compared to the A16 because first of all it comes with the TSMC 3 nanometer process. So uh, lesser the nanometer, the more efficient the processor and more more number of transistors you can add to the chip, which makes uh, the performance also more. So basically now you get like 19 billion transistors on that small chip. So three nanometers is like uh, almost lesser than a thickness of your hair or something like that. So it's incredible how uh, chipsets are progressing. So you get a six core CPU, two performance cores, four efficiency cores and a six core GPU. And this is a new GPU which comes with the hardware ray tracing, which is also introduced for Android phones with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. But however, in Android phones, no developer has come up yet and announced a ray, uh, game which has ray traced, ray traced support for Android. But Apple has announced a few games like I think Resident Evil Village, then I think there's Assassin's Creed and there's Genshin Impact and all of those which are going to support ray tracing and because of which the shadows and highlights and all of those are going to be enhanced. So it will improve your gaming experience. And if I'm not wrong, some uh, 
like in general it was seen that gamers use uh iPhones for gaming more than android gaming phones like the ROG and uh, ROG gaming phone and all of those so people actually use the iPhone 14 Pro for gaming so these things will only enhance that and uh Apple claims that this new GPU is 20% faster than the previous generation the cameras also see a bit of an upgrade so the 48 megapixel main sensor is a new sensor compared to the uh, last year's 48 megapixel sensor. You get a 12 megapixel ultra wide and a 12 megapixel 3x telephoto. Uh, the upgrade here is that on the iPhone 15 Pro Max, since the display is a bit bigger, Apple uh, could uh, add a new 5x telephoto camera, which is 12 megapixels, but it's it's not a periscope camera. It's a new uh, technology. I think it's called Tetra Prismic or something like that. So basically, basically the light bounces four times through before it actually hits the sensor. So you can get more zoom. And Apple claims that you can record. I mean, you can uh, take photos of uh, through. I mean, taking photos of different different. Uh, what do you call it? I think uh, focal lengths. I think it starts all the way from macro photos and then it goes 17mm, 23mm and all the way up till I think so basically there are 7 different focal lengths like that, I'm not sure of the exact numbers uh, so yeah basically the 3 cameras can do the work of 7 different lenses uh, the front camera is still 12 megapixels the battery size is uh, 3274 mAh on the iPhone 15 Pro and 4422 mAh. I mean, it doesn't matter because Apple again claims all day battery life. Uh, the charging hasn't been up, uh, updated. It's still 20 watt wired charging. People are thinking that maybe Apple will finally provide 35 watt fast charging now that USB C is available, but no, we are still stuck at 20 watt. And like I said before, the Type C port here is the USB 3 port because uh, Apple has added added a dedicated USB 3 con controller on the A17 Pro chip. So that's why they're able to provide USB 3 speeds on the iPhone 15 Pro. Is, is what people are saying, I'm not sure. Maybe the A16 doesn't have this controller, so they're providing USB 2.0, but that's all speculations. And yeah, those are all. Huh, the main change, another main change is that the... You now get a titanium frame on the uh, 15 Pro and Pro Max, so because because of which you you not only get increased durability but also it makes the phone way lighter. Someone was telling that the iPhone 15 Pro is almost 20 grams lighter compared to the iPhone 14 Pro Max, which is a huge thing for the in-hand feel of the phone. And some people are also concerned about the iPhone 14 uh, the titanium thing because they are saying that it gets dirty like. If you can see the screen, it becomes like dirty like this after usage. But I'm not sure who has used this and who is uh, like, is this even an iPhone image or whatever? But uh, we'll get to know this after uh, a few years of usage only. So you can't comment anything about that right now. And because of using titanium, the colors have also been changed. You get only uh, three, four colors, natural titanium, blue titanium, white titanium and black titanium. Uh, so the gold is gone. I miss the gold colors. It used to look really premium, especially if it's a pro iPhone. It's with the gold color. It looks like super premium, but now you only have these four colors and people are having a lot of confusions because 
all of them look pretty much the same with very few changes here and there so people are confused about which color to buy and another change is that the mute switch has been replaced for the action button so the mute switch could only do mute and i mean ringer and silent but now the action button you can program it to do anything you want you can turn on the flashlight start the camera start any app you want and you, you can use the shortcuts app to do any uh, any action you want when you click that button and one thing is that you have to press and hold the button for it to do the uh, program task i think that's a good thing so you can save it from accidental touches and anything happening because of that coming to the pricing in the us the 128 gb variant starts at 999 while the indian pricing is 134900 the indian pricing is increased by 5000 compared to last year in the uk the 15 pro starts at 999 british pounds then coming to the iphone 15 pro max the pricing is 1199 but this is for the 256 gb variant the 15 pro max doesn't have a 128 gb variant the indian price is 1,59,900 and the uk pricing is 1199 british pounds overall like i said in the uh, uh summary video as well that the indian pricing is overpriced i mean if you compare to if you compare to all the other countries pricing especially if you compare to the us pricing it's almost 50 to 60k lesser if you compare to dubai pricing it's almost 35 to 40k lesser depending on whether you're buying the pro or pro max and if you are going for the higher variants then it's absurdly priced in india if you want like say a 512 gb or a 1 tb variant you'll have to pay almost 165000 185000 and the iphone 15 pro max 1 tb variant is almost 2 lakh rupees i mean there are people who will end up buying these phones but it's just overpriced if you have any relatives friends who are staying abroad and who can get this phone for you that will be a way better uh, money decision in my opinion you can easily save 30 to 40k and you don't have to worry about customs also if you are um, if you get the phone uh, unboxed and the phone is separate then there will be no you don't have to pay any customs so uh, of the iphone 15 and 15, 15 pro and pro max i would suggest don't buy the phone in india unless you get a extremely good discount which i don't think is going to happen i mean if you are trading in your phone then you may get a decent enough discount but other than that i just suggest if you can get it from a relative or a family friend or someone from abroad it would be a better thing yeah talking about trade in apple um, announced that you can get up to 800 dollars of trade in depending on which phone you trade in but it's not up to 800 dollars is lesser so i i checked on the uh, american website if you are uh, trading the 13 without the carrier then you can get around 370 dollars in trade in which is a good enough deal which makes the iphone 15 price come all the way down to 450 dollars or 459 dollars so yeah if you have an older iphone which you want to trade in you can probably check out the trade in options you have and that can bring the price down even further but like i said before the indian pricing is overpriced and if you are able to get it from somewhere abroad you that would be a better option gautam your thoughts 
Yeah, so the iPhone 15 Pro, like many people are saying, finally feels pro. I, while I did love the previous year's model, uh, the colors, especially the purple one, I really liked it. And when I saw it, like other people using it, I really wanted to buy it. Unfortunately, it's expensive. And so the starting price is, okay, so first of all, Apple doesn't show the starting price of the iPhone 14 Pro again uh, anymore. They said it's only available at authorized resellers but this funny thing i saw on twitter is that they still have the billboards running for the iphone 14 pro which is kind of unusual because they used to put it for the previous models if you remember they used to pull off the pro models posters just before the launch but in some places especially offline retailers the iphone 14 pro posters are still there now if you're a person who's looking to buy the iphone 14 pro right now please don't buy the iphone 14 pro uh, maybe invest a bit more money and get the 15 Pro even if you're in India because we know the Pro model prices don't depreciate and yeah so even if you see the 10s also if you're trying to buy it like first hand from anywhere even if resellers still have it sometimes they do right they would still price it at around 70k 80k even the 13 is somewhere around 80k even if you're trying to buy it used that's how much the Pro models are able to hold its value the naming scheme has become really simple this year, which is really nice to see. Um, previously, it was uh, like deep purple. It was go okay. Gold was gold. Silver was silver. But black was space black. This year, it's natural titanium, blue titanium, white titanium, and black titanium. Uh, the the blue titanium color reminds me of the new midnight color on the MacBook Air, which I really liked. But it also had a lot of issues, like in the picture that Atar showed for the iPhone 15 Pro that had a lot of issues around the ports for scratching and things like that because of how it was made. Uh, but I'll tell you, I really like the design of the new uh, iPhone 15. Although it remains the same, just the way it looks, I don't know if it's just the 3D renders, it looks much better than the previous year's model. I don't know, it just has a very like aesthetically pleasing thing, uh, like look to it. Same thing which I felt when I saw the Nothing Phone 2 grey colour over the Nothing Phone 1 and I was like really talking a lot about it because it looked really good and this also has that smoky matte finish to it and that's maybe because they have used a matte textured glass back uh, which was there in the previous year's one but I think the way they've implemented it this year especially around that camera unit it looks much more shadowy, it looks much more different. Uh, my favorite color has to be natural titanium it kind of reminds me of those industry grade machines that people have uh, for example those laser cutters and things like that color looks really nice in my opinion black also all the colors look really solid it's sad to see gold leave because gold is like one of the staple pro, pro colors and especially all those like rich people who sport gold watches they always used to buy this uh, specific color so i don't they'll probably opt for natural titanium or blue to just stand out from the crowd but yeah the biggest uh, change is the whole like ray tracing support in the a17 pro but there are a few critics especially like luke miani and all who are a bit skeptical of how big of a change it is actually going to give especially in uh, gaming wise because if you see the gpu and cpu cores uh, i mean gpu cores increase by one but it's not that big of a difference and some people are just calling it an A16 with the ray tracing option available in it and here there's an A17 Pro chip so where's the base model A17 chip that we don't know maybe next year it'll come on the iPhone 16 and uh, the cameras are obviously still the really good I mean there's a 3x zoom option now so Samsung fanboys can still make fun of uh, Apple how much ever they can uh, 
and the battery remains unchanged but the pro models especially the pro max had really really good battery so you're not going to have an issue with that uh, and apple claims 20 percent 20 times faster transfers which is a huge claim and i think they'll be able to match it because the lightning was really limited in that sense so all those people uh, who are recording in pro res or they are recording in raw uh, you can transfer things much more faster although i think they need yeah to apple showcased that uh... If you're like recording in a professional scene, you can connect directly to an external USB-C SSD and uh, record whatever 4K 60 FPS ProRes footage. So that it directly stores into that external SSD or external hard drive. So that way, if you're maybe a small cinematographer, then you can use the iPhone instead of buying expensive cameras, which cost way more than the iPhone. Yeah, and I think the proposition actually makes sense considering you don't have to use the port for charging because of MagSafe. Now you can just get like one of those cheap MagSafe chargers. You can get an SSD and a tripod and you're good to go for recording. Actually, well, qual- like the quality of the videos would be good. Maybe, obviously, you'll have to do some color tuning in that sense. But overall, there's not much to talk. It's the same formula from the previous year, but the formula they had, that they have is so good that there's not much to complain about except for the pricing because it's things are getting expensive nowadays and this phone is probably one of the most expensive phones if you're able to afford it i would say probably get one use it for a long time and if you're the type of person that upgrades every single year don't do that it's not worth upgrading your iphone 14 pro to the iphone 15 pro unless you really need the specific things and this Wi-Fi 6E support now for the iPhone 15 Pro, which the 14 Pro did not have. And the iPhone 15 still does not have Wi-Fi 6E, which is a bit sad to see because usually Apple used to keep up with the latest standards for Wi-Fi on all of their models. So this has a precision dual frequency GPS too. So maybe you'll see improved uh, GPS features within the iphone maybe more precise tracking if you're using the find my network and yeah yeah i forgot to mention that there's this new ultra wideband second generation chip so basically uh what apple showcased in the event was if you are maybe in a crowded market and you want to find your friend who's lost or something like that then you can use the precision finding feature of the of the find my uh, ecosystem which is which is using the air tags as well and you can locate your friend instead of like calling him where are you are you here there and all of those stuff you can just if you, that is if your friend has an iphone so if both of you have iphones and he's lost somewhere you can find him using the precision finding this thing so it's yeah. a really useful feature in my opinion which i've only grown to appreciate now that i'm actually like I'm going out and I'm finding myself having to call so many people asking where are you and then trying to navigate. If there was a simple way to just find them and then just approach them easily, that would be much more useful for us. So it's cool to see Apple working on like small, small features like this. There is a lack of excitement I feel sometimes in these Apple events. The fact that I didn't uh, did not decide I did not decide to mess up my sleep schedule and I just went to sleep. That just shows that Apple has followed a repetitive uh, like kind of like a formula for their events but if you're a general consumer you're not an you're not an enthusiast you don't really care if they're really blowing uh, the phone with the new with the really new feature 
then I would say it's a really good phone. Even as an enthusiast, I would say it's a good phone, but there's no issue. Uh, also, the action button is customizable. So Apple never say, fails to impress me with their website because I don't know who designs their website, but they really need to be given some awards because it's I've scrolled a lot of websites and these are like probably the best websites. I've, this website's always updated. It's always like using the latest technology like people can use on the website. So I don't know what to say. Yeah, so the customizable options that you have over the action button is basically it becomes a small button. I wish they gave it a different color or something like that, or like a customizable option for the uh, color of the button, like maybe make it red or something like that or like some based on what you needed or maybe even given it an LED inside the button because uh, sometimes you might get confused looking for the button because all of them are the same color. Before the switch indicator you could know just because of the shape. But it's not that big of a problem also. So the customizable options you have right now that Apple shows on its website are silent mode, focus mode, camera, flashlight, voice memo, translate, magnifier, shortcut and accessibility. I can see a lot of these features being really useful. I mean, silent mode was always there, but focus mode, especially if you're a person like me, like when you're going outside and you, you're in places where like your phone being on is not allowed itself, then you can just tap the focus mode and keep it on your do not disturb focus mode or something like that. Uh, for those people who like uh, catch, capturing on the go photos, the camera shortcut will be really useful. Uh, flashlight also, it would be really useful. There's one request I have to Apple. If there's a way of removing the flashlight from the lock screen, it would be really, really useful because I've seen so many uh, latest iPhone users. Uh, I'm an old iPhone user. I don't have the flashlight in the lock screen, but I've seen many of the latest iPhone users. Their phone will be in their pocket and the flashlight will be on because of how the button is positioned in the lock screen. So if you have some customization over that, it would be really nice. Uh, voice memos for the people who like recording voice memos on the go if you're a manager if you manage some companies or things like that uh, or if you're like a manager of an artist or maybe you need to remember a lot of stuff maybe someone told you something or if you're running a business it would be really useful translation also it, if the app works fine i've never personally never used the apple translate app but if the app works fine it seems like a good feature magnifier if you have some i impairment like issue, some issues with your eye and things like that or like everything's becoming small for you maybe you have a surgery and you don't have your glasses on you magnifier makes sense shortcuts also like it depends also like turn the lock the house or something that shortcut you can probably put and obviously accessibility features overall i would say it's a good phone there's not much to talk about now i'll take a slight uh, derailment from the iphone thing and let's move on to the airpods so uh, now apple wasn't too clear with the uh, with all the changes they have made to their airpods but definitely people are uh, theorizing that there's a slight difference between the airpods with the uh, with the lightning uh, charging case and the one with the usb charging case now the airpods pro gen 2 uh, is not even there on the website like separately with lightning and usb type c so there are a few new features which have come to the the only changes for all the uh, lightning users that I can say is if you own a Vision Pro, which obviously no one does yet, you will get lossless audio support with the USB Type-C and you get improved dust resistance. That's what everyone knows of so far. Apart from that, it remains the exact same. But there are a few rumors that with iOS 17, both versions of the AirPods Pro Gen 2 get a really good improvement in the sound quality. While I am running a, a 
iOS and iPadOS, I mean iPadOS 17. I really haven't tested out the audio quality in that sense, so I don't feel that big of a difference. But yesterday, adaptive audio rolled out and uh, uh, conversation awareness also rolled out. So if you have updated your AirPods, you'll see those two features. For me, it was there in settings and it was there uh, within my sound options also in my control center. And let me tell you personally, if you are a person that owns a newer iPhone or if you have that feature on your iPhone, it is a game changer. Because uh, when I was wearing my AirPods everywhere, I had to go, I had to pre-plan turning them to the transparency mode and I had to press the transparency, especially when people approached me, I had to tell, could you just repeat what you said and I had to turn, either remove it or I had to move to transparency. But conversational awareness and uh, adaptive audio, both of them, well, not adaptive audio in that sense, because I wasn't able to notice that big of a difference, except for a lowered noise cancellation. But with a conversational awareness, it made a huge difference. I tried it out yesterday and I could feel the huge difference from within my home only. I was just so I think the airport somehow knows when you are opening your mouth. Like, for example, if someone says something to you, it already and you are opening your mouth at the same time, it's able to detect and it's able to reduce the volume of your media playback and also slightly move to a transparency. It's a great feature, in my opinion. And if especially if you're the person that uses your AirPods while talking to others or while moving around and sometimes people might approach you, it's a really good feature for most people. And most people will be doing things like if you're just not using it for focusing. Uh, that is a really good feature and I'm really happy Apple introduced it. Personally, I don't think so I'll be able to use it on a daily because my phone obviously supports older standards. But if it's connected to my iPad or my Mac, I'm glad to see that this feature is there because uh, I was facing issues regarding this and it's I'm glad to see that this change is made. Apart from that, uh, like I said, there are some changes in the audio quality. Apparently, the bass has been greatly improved on all models of the AirPods. That I cannot really comment because I haven't explored with music that much. Uh, the update came out yesterday for the AirPods, so I didn't have that much time to really experiment. But conversational awareness is a huge thing. So for AirPods Pro Gen 2 users, uh, you have a really good feature now. And so I spent a lot of time talking about the AirPods now. Uh, let's move on to, oh, this episode is going to be long, by the way. Let's move on to the next uh, thing that is the Apple Watch. So, Arthur, was there an upgrade for the Apple Watch SE? Oh yeah, there was, but it wasn't a big one. So let's just first talk about the Series 9 and uh, then we'll talk about the new Apple Watch Ultra. Both upgrades aren't that substantial. So uh, current mm-hmm. Apple Watch owners don't really need to feel threatened or you don't really need to yeah. feel the need of upgrading. Mm-hmm. I would say even if you're running an Apple Watch Series 7 or a Series, your Series 7, you don't need to upgrade to the latest one. There's not yeah. that big of a difference. One thing I don't like about the uh, Apple Watch, the website on Apple for Apple Watch is that they hate allowing you to compare to the previous versions of the Apple Watch because they know they haven't made that big of changes. So it's not the same interface that they give for the Mm -hmm. Macs or for the uh, iPad. So let's start off with the Apple Watch Series 9. Yeah, so like Gautam said, there are very few changes. So I think uh, one of the main changes is the new S9 system in package, SIP as Apple calls it. So basically it's a new chip and I think this is a new chip after a long time of using the S8 chip on the Apple Watch. I think for two or three generations they use the same chip and they're now finally upgrading. And the new S9 system in package gets a new GPU and a new neural engine. So 
because of the new neural engine you can now uh, do on device siri so you don't have to be connected to the wifi or a cellular network for siri to work which is a really uh, handy feature because sometimes when you are going out and there's no and you're not connected to your phone or i mean in my case it is it's like that because i don't have the cellular version of the apple watch but yeah if you don't have the cellular version and you're not connected to your phone so there's no wifi still you can use siri and because of the new uh, neural engine all all of siri's requests will be processed on the watch itself so privacy also is increased because of which uh, siri can now process health queries so you can ask siri how much did i sleep last, last night and things like that and now there's fast charging but i'm not sure what is the wattage or anything like that and because of the new ultra wideband second generation chip which has been included in the apple watch series 9 as well you can use precision finding for iphone so you can use your apple watch to locate your lost iphone maybe it's hidden somewhere between the sofa covers or it's under the bed or something like that you can look for your you can look for the phone using the apple watch the display brightness has been upped to 2000 nits it was 1000 nits in the previous generation so it's almost doubled so if you are a very outdoorsy person then uh, viewing should be better with the series 9 the main main upgrade which apple talked about a lot is that the apple watch series 9 the apple watch ultra 2 and the new apple watch se are all carbon neutral which means that from the materials to the manufacturing to the transportation the carbon emissions are close to zero or practically zero so basically um, apple is using recycled aluminum for the case the watch bands are also made from recycled uh, materials and now they are not using leather in any of their products so they are using a new material which they are calling fine woven which replaces leather it's it gives the fa- same feeling as leather but it's made of other materials which are more environmentally friendly or something like that and for uh, transportation instead of using uh, airways which consumes more fuel and, and therefore causing more carbon emissions they are uh, uh, shipping by sh- uh, cargo uh, ships so that reduces carbon emissions they have also reduced the size of the uh, boxes of the apple watch which makes it uh, which allows them to transport 25% more boxes in the same uh, shipping container so they they can um, sell i mean they can transport more apple watches at a single time so they don't have to take multiple trips um, they, i mean they can reduce the number of trips for uh, shipping mm, they have also worked with uh, their partners nike amaze and all of those to uh, launch new eco friendly kind of straps so those are all the carbon neutral moves they are making and obviously they they have planted tree forests in different different parts of the world so whatever is remaining of the uh, like 25% or 15% of the carbon carbon emissions which are uh, produced by the apple watch despite of all these uh, changes that is offset because of the planting of the trees and software wise you have advanced cycle tracking homepod integration crash detection and all of those things and in the beginning of the event apple started by talking about how the apple watch can save lives by because of their irregular heart rhythm feature and the crash detection feature and yeah that was a pretty uh, heartwarming video
and yeah i forgot to talk about the main feature so there's a new gesture for apple watch so you double pinch and you can do multiple uh, tasks like maybe starting a stopwatch or uh, accepting and declining calls and maybe snoozing your alarm and all of those i thought it was an apple watch first feature but uh, it was already present in the galaxy watch 4 series watch 5 series watch 5 series so it is another uh, feature which came late to the apple watches yeah these are overall the uh, main changes the pricing i think remains the same as last year so the apple watch series 9 aluminum casing wifi version 41 mm starts at 41900 45 mm starts at 44900 gps 41 mm 51900 and gps 45 mm 54900 and stainless steel it has gps only it doesn't have a it doesn't have a wifi variant i think gps is cellular right so it comes with the cellular option so stainless steel one has the cellular options only so 41 and 41 mm starts at 70900 while the 45 mm is 75900 overall the pricing is the same as last year there are very minor upgrades so like gautam said you need not upgrade the apple watch ultra 2 also doesn't have any uh, upgrades there are few changes to the niche features for divers and all of those things which i didn't pay much attention to the only thing that caught my eye was that the display brightness of the apple watch ultra 2 can go up to 3000 nits and apple claims that this is their brightest display ever so yeah that was it for the apple watch ultra 2 there are some other software features about these niche things which i said i didn't understand that much and the pricing is also same in india 89900 yeah apple watch is like the best selling smart watch many people are buying the i think many people don't buy the apple watch series 8 or series 9 in, in at the series uh these things in india they either buy the cheaper se or they just go all out and buy the apple watch ultra i've seen many people using the apple watch ultra especially influencers or even normal people i've seen few people using the apple watch ultra even though it's so expensive so yeah that was it about the apple watch ultra uh, about the se there are no changes uh, to the se i don't think it gets the new uh, chip also only the if you buy the apple watch se with the new uh, straps then it's completely carbon neutral so yeah that is it about the apple watches gautam you have any thoughts yeah i do so the apple watch series 9 like i said not that big of change apart from the materials and stuff uh, stainless steel comes with gps and cellular it's uh, 70000 rupees for that a specific model one change i don't know if i'm noticed this noticing this for the first time or not but i remember the ermes version and the nike version of uh, the apple watch i remember it being a separate model and i remember there being an embossing behind the apple watch saying that this is the apple watch nike or like apple watch x yeah, yeah. or something but yeah. this year when i'm trying to look for the apple watch nike it only redirects me to these straps so probably apple has decided to stop making it as a separate watch and just make the apple watch nike run as a strap um while it while it, it it seems like the more sane decision to make if i were buying 
an Apple Watch of Apple, especially the Series 9 or the SE, uh, the Nike edition. I would rather buy the Nike edition because of it being more exclusive than the uh, normal SE edition if I was buying it from Apple. If I was not buying it from Apple, there's no, no else way to buy it. And I remember the Hermes also being a separate uh, model in itself coming with a mess strap and I think it even had a separate like uh, I don't know like a loop or something like that but I don't know if they discontinued the Hermes model in India or if I don't just don't remember it right but I vaguely remember the Apple Watch Nike being a separate product in itself within the website yeah, it that, was. You could, that you could buy but uh, that's not there anyways it's just one embossing that is done behind the uh, watch so it doesn't matter that much if you wanted uh, I think there were a slight changes in the previous model and like the straps are exclusive or something like that now the straps are not exclusive so if you want to buy the straps uh, for customizability or maybe you want to give the straps to someone you can go ahead and do that one thing about them moving to an all while I do love leather straps I think uh, the shift to woven is better because all the people who had used the woven versions of the Apple Watch strap have said that it's really good, it lasts long. And there was this whole issue of people developing rashes on their hands because they used to wear their Apple Watch leather and silicone straps for long times and it was really dirty and they were developing rashes which was not an issue with the woven version of the strap because it was like basically cloth. Apart from that, there's, like I said, not much differences. I still think the Apple Watch is extremely overpriced for what it is. And Apple does not offer any of the lucrative deals that Samsung does with its, with its watches. So if you're a Samsung user, I would say, uh, and you're looking for a new phone, like my friend, he bought the Galaxy S21 FE from Samsung and he got his Galaxy Watch. I don't remember the model. It was a new model. It had the uh, Wear OS and all. And he got that for only 10K. So, uh, I think Apple should also maybe follow a similar uh, policy, but the Siri being in hand in the Apple Watch is a really nice feature because I am probably one of the people who actually uses Siri, Siri religiously and especially I find myself calling people using Siri more than opening the app and finding their contact manually. It's more convenient for me. So, it's nice to see that the processing is in device. Apart from that, like I said, not that big of a difference i don't think so we even have to waste time overall i would say the event was not interesting because we knew everything that was coming up i miss the days where there used to be something there would used to be a real nice feeling out of watching an apple event i feel like we lost that feeling slowly after the 12 10s around that range Mm. Uh, i think apple has also like not been able to contain leaks as well remember how apple used to contain leaks before like as soon as someone used to put something they were either asked to take it down they were offered money or something like that but now everything is just floating around like almost one month before the event which is pretty surprising to me yeah and there are already iphone 16 leaks uh, that have yeah i know so it's kind some of, some guy leaked the whole roadmap of uh, iPhone 16, 17 and all of those also. I mean, uh, Apple is not even trying to like stop these leaks. I don't know what is their new strategy or whatever. But that's yeah, that's How, one thing is one right. thing is that the uh, braided cable uh, rumor for the iPhone 15, like Type C cable being braided and color coded to the uh, fo- phone you buy it 
it isn't happening right mm-hmm. it would have been really cool if that would have happened maybe that's for the next generation but right now you still have that white usb c to c cable a braided one would have been much better yeah but uh, so i uh, there were a lot of people theorizing that that was not going to happen this year only because the design looked a bit off but uh, as a person who's mm. been using an apple braided cable for a while i would say it's simply just better than all the cables i've had exactly. before it does not look as good that i can agree but it it rolls up really easily when you need it to and it's their braided cables are made really well so uh, where this comes into play for me personally is when i'm going to college and i'm taking my laptop cable with me the days i have to take it i and i roll it up it fits perfectly in the shape that i set it at whereas mm-hmm. the other ones they just come off and inside the bag yeah, and yeah. then it becomes a whole issue and it gets damaged easily i think braided cables are the way to go yes it's more yeah. expensive than this one but it would last longer also so that's and you can treat it more roughly so i think braided cables is something we can hopefully see in next year's event about containing the leaks yes i think apple has slowly given up on containing the leaks and uh, some people would say this is a good move because uh, they shouldn't be so secretive about things like this and why are they simply wasting their time no but but it does they being secretive made the events at least yeah, interesting like, the, you'll be excited to know what is coming new and whether you should upgrade or stay or all those things like right now i think almost one month or at least like 10 days before the event most of the leaks are confirmed that this 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 is going to come so that excitement of the event is not there anymore and apple's events are done so well that you are meant to like get excited but these leaks kind of spoil the show even uh, non tech people were aware of all the upgrades that were coming I to, the, to the iphone 15 so it's that the leaks are so mainstream right now that it's kind of sad to see as a from an excitement perspective but for the leakers like i mean they are having a really good time in that sense mm-hmm. um but yeah it's not no like if it is a samsung leak i mean the samsung events are that just the ceo comes and announces everything but apple events are like properly made like there are full smooth transitions and all of those things which is made made to keep you hooked and keep you excited but if when you already know all of the leaks and stuff it doesn't uh make you want to watch the event but i still watched it because i wanted to see the i mean an apple event is an apple event so mm-hmm. yeah i just watched it for that but yeah like there were people who were like before there was this whole thing where like people couldn't use the iphone only before it launched here there are shots of people mm-hmm. using it on the subway like the new york city subway and things like that so apple oh. has already i feel like like that given up in some sorts of like uh, trying to curb the leaks yeah, which yeah. is sad to see that kind of sums it up we don't have much to say yep. like we finished most of the points and it's a really long episode so we'll catch you guys in next episode or maybe we'll cover some android launches or some niche topic or maybe another history of episode i don't know but we'll see we'll catch you guys in next episode bye